Hello and welcome to the Elliot Forbes Show. Now, as you can tell, this is a little bit of a simple name. I'm trying to come up with some ideas of how we could call this or what we could call this at the moment. That's what we're going with. I quite like the name of that. I think it then leaves the show open for it to be a lot of different things. I think we can then talk to a lot of different guests. I think we can cover a lot of different topics. As a lot of you know, I've been working with Johnny's Chop Shop for the last year and a half or so, have been using their products for a little bit longer than that. The whole reason why this relationship came about was because I was always positively reviewed their products, had been using their products for a little while, uh, and it was a very natural fit for us. So as a lot of you will be aware, I'm actually in Johnny's Chop Shop right now. I've got this second room within the shop in Soho. Next door is where I cut hair out of Johnny's Chop Shop. They sell the products, they give haircuts. I'm very happy to announce that we're partnering for the podcast. I love talking. I love communicating with people. I really enjoy that whole side of it. Creating content, I've also massively enjoyed. So the plan is to talk to your favorite guests, your favorite creators online, and these, they're going to be my guests each week. They're going to be creators that are putting content out onto YouTube, onto TikTok, onto Instagram, people who are really making waves in the industry and people that are doing things. And I guess for me, I'm in this industry now. I'm creating all this content. I'm really enjoying it, but I would love to be talking and getting more insights from all of these other people that are wonderful that I'm seeing online and seeing how they're building their careers all the little tips that they have behind the scenes. I actually had a, uh, did a haircut for Rick Shields, who's a golf creator, a couple of weeks back, a couple of months back, actually. And that was one of the most interesting sort of hours that I've had over the last few years because he's, although we're in completely different industries and create different types of content, it was fascinating listening and talking to him because you were able to sort of nerd out about stats and different ways of YouTube and how you should be harnessing Facebook as well for the three minute videos to to be able to monetize them better. And uh, I really enjoyed that. And I'd had in my mind then that I was going to be doing a podcast and talking to him that really solidified. Yeah, okay, it's creators, other people who are doing the similar things to me, going through the same struggles, going through the same joys. Uh, and I think it's a great way then of being able to open my eyes to these sort of things and also to you guys watching that you get an insight into these creators' minds, into the way that they're going about it. It's not all super easy and super simple to go and do this uh, and to be creating content. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. And if we can provide some value by being entertaining, telling their stories, hearing their whole journey, and then actually providing value in terms of Oh, how do we actually create content? What are the tips and what are the actual tricks that we've found to be able to create content more efficiently or better with workflows that are increased and the different apps that we use, whether we're on a laptop, whether it's on a phone or what cameras that we use, because these all give extra insights and different feelings and just help because every person now who is Oh, if they want to move up in the world, if they want to really try and grow their personal brand or if they have a brand, they all need to be creating content. So if we can provide value by giving these little tips, then that's going to be great. Also, then the next element of it is talking about how they're building the business and sort of a real long term thing around being a creator because yes being a creator is great and you sort of obviously have your ad revenue on youtube and you can get your different brand deals etc but actually how are we building sustainable businesses 
around being a creator. And that's something I really want to delve into because yes, YouTube, it's been around for a while and TikTok, it's been around for a while, but are they 100% sustainable Like in terms of, are they going to keep going? Who knows? It, it could all change very easily. So the key is building up a proper business, a whole structure around the, the creator. So I really want to delve into these creators' minds and hear what they've got to say. So that's the whole plan with the podcast. I'm super excited for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But first off, today, I'm going to be talking about this lovely podcast studio that we're in and showing you a little bit behind the scenes of everything that we've actually got in here on the walls. And I'm going to tell you the story behind why I've got these all on the wall and, and the different stories and nuances behind them. So first off, well, let's let's start to the side. So I'll grab this quickly. Well, that took a little bit longer. I nailed that into the wall and apparently it was incredibly high on it. So the first thing that we have then on the podcast wall, it is the WWE Championship Belt. Here we go. So when I was younger, I used to absolutely love wrestling. I would always watch Monday Night Raw. We'd then always have SmackDown on. Actually, in the UK, it would Raw would always be played on a Friday evening. So I'd finish school. That would then be on at 10 o'clock at night. It'd be on 10 till midnight. Watch that. Then you'd be up Saturday morning and you'd watch SmackDown. Used to absolutely love wrestling. Uh, actually, I've been, I've been to two WrestleManias. We went to one, the Citrus Bowl in America in Florida. We just so happened to be, at that time, on a family holiday. So we were like, right, let's get tickets. Two years later, it was then in Phoenix, Arizona. And my dad, my brother and myself, we decided to go out. We were going to America already. We decided to go leave two days or three days early before my mum and my sisters were going. And we took the trip to Phoenix, Arizona, watch WrestleMania there. That was incredible. And uh, if I'm being honest, I would love to go to WrestleMania again. It's in LA next year, I do believe. So I, uh, think that could be on the agenda of things to go so that is up on the wall that's going to be held pride of place and there we go let me put this back up now okay the next thing that we have got then let's go left to right we've got the Gary Vaynerchuk crushing it book how great entrepreneurs build their business and influence and how you can too so it would have been summer of 2017 I first heard about Gary V I was in Spitalfields Market. I was cutting hair at the barbershop, Barber Barber. Some guy, one of my clients came in and he was saying, oh, have you heard of Gary Vee? And I was like, and I hadn't. He was like, you got to follow him, follow him on Instagram. So followed him. Didn't really take too much notice, to be honest. It was quite rah-rah, quite loud. A couple of years later, it was summer 2019. I think a couple of pieces of content I'd obviously watched had resonated with me. I found this book. I found a couple of the things, uh, I think a few of his YouTube videos that then really resonated and this book and this whole content model which he has completely changed my life. So the whole reason why why we're doing this right now, the whole reason why the TikTok has grown, the whole reason why YouTube has now grown to these numbers is all down to Gary V. And this book was a big instrument in that. Actually, then the book before this was called Crush It. That was the first version of this. I then went back and read that. That was also a brilliant book. Would love to get this signed actually at some point and then have it because it's that is going to take pride of place up on the wall to the side there. So, yeah, he if you're not aware of Gary V, he's brilliant, he's massive influence in my life. Barring my mum and dad and my wife, he's had the most impact on my life by a long shot. And I've only ever met the guy once, and that was at VCon earlier in the year. But yeah, I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of stuff in future. But if you don't know Gary, you've got to go and check him out. Next thing we've got on the wall here. So we've actually got this Ayrton Senna 
McLaren MP44 from 1988. And this is the, the first year that Senna won the championship. It's the obviously the McLaren Honda. And we've also then got behind the helmet, the replica helmet he would actually have been using that year as well. Obviously, it hasn't got the branding on the top of it because they've had to take that off. But, and if I'm being totally honest, I heard this and I saw the scale was one to two. I thought that meant half size, but clearly this is not half size. So, But I think it looks pretty cool up there, pride of place as well. So we've got the two Ayrton Senna bits, massive Formula One fan, been involved with Formula One for the, well, for the last 10 years or so, really enjoyed it. Ayrton Senna, absolute legend of the sport. Right, we have then got this Odyssey putter. Now this is, so for anyone that doesn't know, I used to play golf when I was a lot younger. Uh, the, the plan was to become a professional golfer, to be touring the world, playing golf all around the world. As you can tell by the fact I'm sat in central London in Soho right now on a podcast talking waffle. The golf didn't quite work out and I wasn't quite good enough to make it. But I would say it's uh, I'm very happy that the golf didn't work out because I do very much enjoy the hair world and what I'm doing now. I did love playing golf and I do love playing golf and I'm going to get more into it. This putter means an awful lot. This was the putter which I used when I was won my biggest event. I think it was the Warwickshire Match Play Championship. I remember holding the putt with this this putter on the, on the 17th green at Max Stoke Park. I think I've got some photos of that as well. And uh, this is the one putter which throughout the years has stayed with me and was always sort of a, a real faithful one. It's got a lot of dings and dents on it, but uh, definitely good memories. And uh, yeah, something for the, for the memory box for sure. Okay, and the next thing which we've got here on the wall. So I'm a massive Harry Potter fan. Love Harry Potter. I've seen the movies many a time. I've watched the books many a time. Absolutely love listening to the Stephen Fry audio books as well. For for about three or four years, I think I went to sleep every single night listening to, to Stephen Fry in my ears. And uh, we were in London. We were down on Shaftesbury Avenue a couple of weeks back and found this incredible uh, book of the Philosopher's Stone. And it is all completely... Um, illustrated. It's absolutely stunning when you get it all out. So it's it's got, I think every page is actually illustrated on it. It's absolutely stunning. You open it all up, there's pictures all on it, and then it actually has lots of pull-out bits. So right, yes, yeah, so I think if I open this one up now, okay, that's a little book, but then we've got this that opens up. Oh, this would be, uh, that's not the Maybe this is the Illuminator or something like that. But all this spins. You open this around. What else have we got there? Here we go. Yeah, so Mr. H. Potter, the floor, the hut under the rock, the hut on the rock, the sea. So obviously then when Hagrid then came and knock in and all of these things, a little pull out in it. It's absolute stunning piece of work we've got through there. And then you've got all of this here. Oh, yeah. If I'm being nice, I'm, one day, hopefully we'll have children. I can't wait to read this this book itself to them. Yeah, if you look at this, Hogwarts all comes out and it opens up. It's got all these different layers to it. So it was, uh, who's it done by? It's done by Min, Min and Lima. And uh, yeah, that's going up on the wall. And for you beady-eyed people out there, if anyone's watching on YouTube, head on for, or keep your eyes peeled for next week's episode because there is going to be a real cool addition to uh, to the podcast space next week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. 
Next thing which we have got actually here is, now this is the Maccabees, and this was the Farewell Tour official program. The Maccabees are my favourite band, which I've grown up with, really. I've got four of their albums, or I've got their four albums over on this side as well. And uh, I felt like I really grew up with these. I remember this first album, I remember listening to this, or I remember listening to First Love. I'd just finished, finished school, I went home, put MTV2 on, First Love was playing, and at that point, MTV2, they, I think they played, or they said who was the artist at the very start and not at the end. So I remember hearing this song and being like, oh my God, who is this band? I've got to listen to more of them. It then didn't say at the end because it had said it at the start. And I remember the next few weeks coming home from school, putting MTV2 on as much as I could to try and hear this song again. Luckily managed to find it, managed to, I think at this point was on LimeWire, and then managed to get a load of the, the songs off LimeWire. And uh, this album, the Maccabees, Colour It In, really influential in my life. I dread to think what the the play count on all of these songs from this album would be. It's uh, it's crazy. I would say, I so right, we've got X-Ray Vision, that would be a big one. Latchmere, About Your Dress, Precious Time, Tissue, actually no, Tissue Shoulders was one I found out about later. First Love, Mary, Lego, Toothpaste Kisses. Lego, if anyone, if you don't know the song Lego, my God, go and listen to that song. It is so powerful. And X, I, this whole album, I'm, as soon as I finish this podcast, I'm going to go and put, put this whole album on again because it is absolutely brilliant. I mean, I'm going to go and listen to all of them because it's they're so cool. And actually, Orlando, the lead singer, he did, uh, after finishing the Maccabees, he went and did this thing called The Gritterman. He wrote this children's book. Um, if you kind of feel like The Snowman, that sort of, feel of it where it was like a whole story and did the music with it so he did a book wrote the story and we went to see him live at um union chapel in islington i think it was paul oh, i can't remember his name paul whitehouse was reading the book and then orlando was singing and doing the whole songs that go along with it and it was absolutely incredible really haunting. him uh and we've got then yeah so on this side this is the official tour program from when they uh yeah their farewell tour and absolutely devastated when they announced they were breaking up it was at the Ali Pali I remember seeing them the last time I felt quite composed before going to, to watch them I felt fine I was super excited for it and it was going to be the last time I was seeing them so it was it was emotional but I felt completely in control I remember then I can't remember who was supporting but we were stood Ali Pali I had my arm around Kasha my wife and uh, they came on played the first chord and instantly this whole wave of emotion came over me. And my God, I just could not, I couldn't control myself. I was like full on crying. It was the, it was the weirdest, weirdest sensation I've had because I just, I just couldn't control it. It was just, it was just coming out of me. And uh, yeah, that was, it was a real emotional time because every song that they played on that whole set it just instantly transported me back to a moment. I think it's amazing how music can do that, isn't it? How you can listen to a song, it takes you back to a moment in time, you can remember what you were doing, who you were with, everything that was happening. I think that is, one for me, one of the amazing things of music and why I love music so much. Um, and it's played a massive part of it. So actually, there's going to be some more music things which are going on the walls in here as well because, yeah, music for me has been a big part of my life and the Maccabees really feels like it's been a big part of my life. Yeah, they're great. I, I love them. Devastated that they, uh, they've they split up. I actually met Felix, who is, uh, his, him and his brother were in the band. I met Felix twice, actually. I met him at a gig at, at Union Chapel again. And then I also met him out on the street on Regent Street. I just, I'm, the second time, I uh, I just was like, oh, 
Look, thanks, thanks for all you've done. I really appreciate you. But the uh, I remember the first time I met him, it was a Charlie Cunningham gig, and he gave me like a good few minutes of time. Actually, it was incredibly generous of him. And uh, yeah, I guess those those things they they stick in your mind and and really bring back good memories. And so yeah, these are all on the walls. Their first, well, there are only four albums, is what I've got here. So I would love to have got vinyl of them, but for some reason it's very hard to get vinyl by the by the looks of him, or they're all sold out. And uh, I guess because they're all old albums, they're not necessarily going to be doing reprints of them, are they? So actually on this side, we've also now got the Benetton B194-1994 Michael Schumacher, his first title. And it is the uh, little replica of the car that he drove that year to win the title. Now, I, I'll be honest, I made a bit of a rookie error. As I said before, with the helmet, I didn't realise the helmet was going to be so small. I ordered these two and they're scale 1 to 43. I didn't realise they were going to be quite so small because these are absolutely minuscule. So they can't really be seen too much on the side. But I think I'm going to get, I'm going to get some more of those cards. I think I'm going to get the scale up because, yeah, for sure they are way too small. But there will be more of them coming for sure. Okay, what else have we got here? So, again, Formula One. We've got the Williams racing caps on the wall. For me, Williams, such an iconic team. I know they're not really doing great at the moment and they've been struggling for the past few years, but my dad always talked about Nigel Mansell growing up and Nigel Mansell in that blue, white, yellow with the cannon on the back, that car, so iconic. I was lucky enough actually to go to one of these. They had a pop-up store in Westfield in uh, East London. No, West London. And uh, they did... Uh, like sim racing they had like uh, the old Keke Rosberg car they had the new car in there as well so it was an amazing sort of pop-up event where you could see all of that uh, and yeah they, they gifted me a couple of these caps so they're going up on the wall as well over to the side which we have over here to the other side which I don't think any of the camera shots have got at the moment because I've set it up differently but we've got my gold plaque for hitting a million subscribers and what I'm going to do I'm actually going to take that off the wall have this in the shot and there we go we've got the gold plaque the million subscribers which if you'd have said this to me i don't know a couple of years ago that i would have been hitting a million subscribers i would have i would have absolutely laughed at you to be totally honest because the way that it's grown has been absolutely mental it took me 14 months from my first video on youtube to hit 100 subscribers which to be honest that's pretty ridiculous isn't it clearly i wasn't making very good videos but also i think the thing to take away from that is that after 14 months, I think most people of doing videos would have definitely have given up because there just had been no success at that point. So the big takeaway, I would say, is keep going. I really, the fact that the videos weren't working and they weren't resonating to me was a real positive because it meant that I had to keep trying to do different videos. I had to keep trying to come up with different ideas and see what was going to work because clearly what I was doing wasn't working, but I knew I was on the right path. I was enthusiastic about creating these videos. So I knew that it had to happen eventually. So I would say if you're thinking about doing videos or if you're doing videos and it doesn't feel like it's going great, keep going because it can work. And it does work for a lot of people, but consistency, as with a lot of things, being consistent is so important. And we're now, what, yeah, three three and a bit years into doing this, and it's now, I think today, it's going to hit 1.3 million subscribers. So, yeah, 14 months to hit 100, and here we are three and a bit years later, 1.3. So just keep going is, is a big takeaway, I would definitely say, from that. 
Okay, what else have we got on this wall here now? So there is one very special thing which we have here. We've got four packs of VFriends Uno cards. Now, VFriends is an NFT project and it's all to do with a guy called Gary V. Gary V, as I've said before, the biggest impact in my life by my mum and dad and my wife. He created VFriends and this is it's an NFT project all about uh, characters which represent traits which he thinks are great in the world and things that he wants to push out into the world, like kindness, like empathy, like um, compassion, and all of these different things. And he's trying to build the IP around these to, well, build the characters, build more love into the world, and build all these traits into the world, which he feels is missing. So I have... One series one of the NFTs, of the VFriends NFTs, I've got an energetic electric eel, which you'll see on the screen now pop up. I also then have three of the series twos. I've got a flexing fox. I've got a, um, a willful, oh no, yeah, willful wizard. And then I've also got a uh, my evolving pose of my uh, series one, which is the, uh, the energetic electric eel. So... <laughs> Gary V and V Friends, they released these Uno packs. Now, these are actually quite valuable. So I've got four packs of these. I managed to get these earlier in the year. I haven't unboxed any of them, and we're going to unbox one of them now. So I'm pretty sure when you open them, it actually you can actually see the card straight away. So I, I'm going to try and open them without me seeing them. I'm going to try and open it and take it out so that actually it is... Um, yeah, so so we don't see them straight away. So I'm gonna, and I'm. I think the there's a spectacular, which is one of the the top cards, um, which is sort of makes them more rarer in every pack. And I think that is shown on the top straight away. And I don't want to see that. So what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm gonna try and open them and then flip them. And if, if I've seen them in rightly in the past, it actually has a right. So I can see that it's there. So now I need to have it. Yes, okay, so we can have it this way up. Right, so I haven't seen this now. I don't know how. what's actually on. Oh, there's a lot of them in here. Okay, so I'm going to try and open this up and then without seeing them. So I'm not entirely sure really whether I should be opening them or not because if I didn't, then I probably could be selling them. But I'm, I'm going to open one of these packs um, and I'm not going to open the other three. But also there's going to be some more coming uh, in future as well because, uh, well, not actually of these Uno ones, but I've got, um, well, from my Series 2, you actually get these boxes of cards, which are then going to be coming as well. And they're supposed to be coming very shortly. So they're going to come up on the wall. I'm not entirely sure whether I'm going to open any of them or whether I'm going to keep them completely safe. So actually, you'll see here now, with this so actually there's a there's a there's a peacock here now actually back in coventry where i grew up there is a peacock which we have at home so i was trying to persuade my dad to get one of these peacocks but actually a series one but he hasn't he hasn't invested yet but the uh i think it's the practical peacock which we've got going on here so actually with you can see this one this is called a gary b now this is a really rare one um but it's this is not part of the spectacular one. What I'm hoping for the spectacular card, which we're going to get, is going to be this, but with the well the shininess on it. So it's uh, we'll see. So there's obviously another Gary B. There's the productive puffin. So actually that's the hoodie that which I've got. You'll see me with that um, in the past. 
Right, so we've got these the cougars, there's the swan, there's the turn ticks, which we've got that's the emu, we've got the reliant robin, we've got the YOLO yak, we've got the polar bear, I can't remember what that is, the faithful pheasant, we've got another one, the peacocks, we've got another Gary B, we've got these Gary Bs, the, the productive puffin again, we've got the moose, the porcupine, the porcupine, because I'm not sure if this is the spectacular or not, but it might be, but so fingers crossed. I think this might be the spectacular, which I'm going to turn over now, and let's see what it is. All right, it's the Robin. So, okay. Not ideal, but <laughs> it, it, will, it will do the trick. We've got, it's got, it, so the thing with this, it's the ones which have his signature on, which this one does. It's got three of his signatures on there. They're always a little bit more valuable. It's not ideal. It's not the one I wanted because the Gary B one would be ideal, but... There we go. I thought that was a little fun thing for me to to try and open up there, and and there we go. So I don't really know what all. Else. So there's more of these cards. I've never actually played Uno, so it'll be something to to play in the the in the future. I think so. I'm going to try and keep this nice and safe now, and uh, need to put that in the box. And finally, the last thing which we have on the walls for this first one is the three bottles of wine which we've got from Empathy Wine. Now, actually, as you can tell by this whole episode, I do very much have a lot of time and a lot of um, gratitude for Gary V because actually, yeah, this is Gary V's wine brand. And, or it was, he's now sold this on um, and he's had a big exit from that. But these wines are... Uh, actually, I've had three of them when I was in America, when I went to see America, uh, when I went to America early in the year, stayed with my friend Connor's house. Um, and I did very much enjoy these. I love the whole message of what it's going. It's empathy and trying to... It's something I'm really trying to work on, being empathetic to other people and trying to understand why people are the way that they are and why they do certain things and have a bit of an understanding and not get so angry about things. Um I love in these bottle taps, it's like, open here for empathy. I think this one, it says, have empathy, patience and kindness, humility and compassion. And yeah, it just, it's, I love the message, what they're, what they're trying to do. The, uh, there's obviously the white wine, there's the rosé, and then there's the red wine as well. I think this one is, happiness is success. Yeah, happiness is success. And I love the whole message behind all of them. And yeah, I think it's, uh, and to be honest, they're just really nice wines, so. Actually, to be honest, the whole reason why I think I've got a few of the Gary V things in here is one, he's made a big difference to me. But if I'm being honest, we're going to do some work together in the future. I'm sure of it. So I'm if I keep posting content, if he's if if these videos pop up on his feed and he sees his book, if he sees the V Friends Uno, if he sees the wine, he's going to know how I care. And I think it's a way of almost trying to influence that a little bit as well and manifest into life. Um, all of that. So excited for the future. I hope you enjoy the podcast. There's going to be more. There's going to be a guest every single week. Um, well, there's going to be an episode every single week. I'm not 100% sure if there's going to be a guest every week. I'm going to try to get a guest every week. But already this week, when I was trying to record the first episode with a guest, they've cancelled. So I think it's going to be troublesome. But there's going to be an episode going out every week for sure. I'm going to be recording one as a minimum and talking about a subject. Um so excited for this journey. I think it's going to evolve over time. I think it's going to change. This is the initial idea with it. And this is the space where we are in Soho in London at the moment. It will change and it will add and it will become, I'm sure, very successful. So yeah, thank you all for being here. Thank you for watching. Click subscribe. If you're listening, go onto YouTube uh, where you can actually get a full on idea of actually the studio space of what we've got going on at the moment. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful rest of your day. Much love, Elliot.